Welcome to another episode of The Crown and Spear. I'm your host, Stephen Litchfield, and this is my co-host, Gary Litchfield. And we got another good episode. <laughs> sure. I was trying to think of a good word. It just wasn't You're running out of adjectives. I know. Yes. <laughs> I need to like look those up. What's a good adjective right now? Um, so, how was your week? Yeah, about the same as most weeks. Um, the one good thing that I talked about, I think the last two weeks, was we had lost a person at work. Mm-hmm. And even though they'd been looking for over a year trying to find somebody, they finally found a person to come work. <laughs> cool. So they went through training and uh, Monday a week ago, and then, uh, I mean, Friday a week ago, then on Monday and Tuesday, and then on Thursday, took it by themselves Thursday night. So I wow. haven't heard anything, so I'm assuming they did okay. Uh, so we finally got so a new person. They didn't person. run and flee after being there. Well, you never know. <laughs> that I had to do it. What was it last? I guess it was last Friday when I had it by myself, and I was about to run and flee. And I've been there for seven years now, or something like that. Uh, we had a mob of people come in. I was there all by myself, and everybody was coming from every different direction, and it got very intense for a few minutes. So we got it back under control and got them all out of there, and then. Finally, by about 7 o'clock, nobody coming. I sat there for three hours doing nothing. Oh, cool. Did you crochet? No, I didn't crochet. Okay. <laughs> I tried that once. I'm no good at it. <laughs> yeah. Now, give me a piece of wood and I can do something with it. Yeah, that's so, uh, But that, I guess that's about the big thing that happened. We had the farmer's markets. You know, things went Markets? Fair. Markets. There's a Friday and a Saturday. Yeah, but you only went to one. Oh, yeah, well. Uh and um, we had a fair day. It was a nice. It wasn't a big crowd, but it was a fair crowd of people. Yeah. We had a lot of vendors, a big, big, big group of vendors. At, uh, and uh, you pulled out your uh, uh, fall and Halloween type stuff yeah. so people could get people, a taste for it. Right. A lot of people remarked it. A lot of cool colors there with that rather than just plain pieces of wood. Sure. It's kind of brightened things up a little bit. Had our pumpkins out there. Which uh, we don't have any of them. Oh, there's one over there. That's a different type. Uh, yeah. uh, but uh, hadn't got it out there yet, but we got a guest out front here. I don't know if people can see that. We'll lift it up a little bit. It's hard to see the legs. Yeah. We need something to put it behind. Will it show up over here? Nope. Uh-huh. Doesn't show up over there. Put your, put your hand back there. See? Yeah. Look, look at there you look, go. Look, see? It's legs. got legs. It's got legs. It's a spider. And yeah. got the little hourglass on his belly. The what? Hourglass on its belly. Sound like you said hourglass. Well, maybe. <laughs> That's why I'm sitting him on your side. <laughs> anyway, supposed to be a black widow spider yeah. made out of wood. Smoke a peace pipe. <laughs> or smoking spider. Yeah. <laughs> That's different. Well, I mean, you've heard of uh, spider monkeys? That's a smoking spider. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Wolf spiders and all that kind of stuff. I heard him talking on TV this morning, and uh, the one of the guys from Fox, and uh, he had been over in Afghanistan years back as part of the fighting force over there, mm-hmm. and they had things known as camel spiders. I've never seen one. I was going to look it up online. They talk about them being bigger than your hand, and they're also poisonous. <laughs> and they'd be sleeping. Or, he said he woke up, and there was one like right there on the wall next to him. I think like the biggest spider is like a, a foot long or something like that. Yeah, this is these are big. So. It's called camel spiders. We have to look that one up. Well, the one I'm thinking about, I think, is in like the Amazon or something. Yeah, it's probably deadly things there too. Yeah, it's a lot of things there. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're always discovering new stuff down there. That's right. It's so. a big, all vast right area. Well, with that, 
said, let's uh, <laughs> move on to our intro stuff. All right, intro stuff. You know where to find us. All those places, Alexa, iHeartRadio, Rumble, Spotify, and, of course, YouTube, where you're probably watching us right now. Yeah. Make member to hit all those wonderful... Well, let's talk about this first. Where are they great to us at? The Crown and Spear at gmail.com. And then don't forget to share, 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 and ring that old bell. You know, last week, I think you were playing that through your computer because it was not on this. Really? <laughs> yes. Well, it should have been plugged in. Well, it was plugged in and everything, but when I went to with the, the editors to check on it, right. it, it was not there. Remember, it did sound low, yeah, but I don't so, know where it went. We so, were, I, I think you were playing through your uh, computer speakers. Maybe, but it was plugged into the box. It's all I, connected. I don't, know yeah. I don't know what's going on. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, technology. That's your half of the thing. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Sure. All right. With that said, we're going to go to our first commercial break, and then we're going to do the actual good stuff of the show. That's what people and, tell and me. you just shrug your shoulders with the good stuff. It, it's the word of God we're talking about here. It is. <laughs> wow. Big W. All right. <laughs> You know, word, yes. big W, because you know, the word yes. is okay, God. Gotcha. So, okay. Anyways, <laughs> we'll be right back. good break it's always a good break it was a good break you know i went to uh the store earlier uh-huh. and there's this this guy outside the store and somehow we got to talking and he told me that he clicks candy canes okay i was like really wow, that's an interesting thing i never thought about people collecting candy canes they like to eat candy canes candy, candy canes I might not be able to get through this show today. My tongue's not working. <laughs> like John McClane. But, uh, <laughs> um, so, yeah, and then so he's showing me some pictures of them and everything. Yeah. Uh-huh. And the great thing, they were all in mint condition. Of course they would be. <laughs> yeah. The candy canes in mint condition. Yep. So he didn't get any of the raspberry or blueberry candy canes. Nope. Not much of a candy cane collector if he only had mint condition ones. Yeah. <laughs> so, first John. <laughs> we're going on with our first john three four through six today yeah and you know what it's about 
Lawlessness. That sounds bad. Okay, well, let's get into it. Start with our first verse, which is verse 4. Everyone who sins breaks the law. In fact, sin is lawlessness. Mm. Hmm. Do you think about sin much? Sure. Do you think about sinning much? <laughs> well, I don't think about trying to sin. <laughs> trying to avoid it. There you that go. That too. There you go. Well, let's talk about, as we talk about everyone who uh, sins breaks the law. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, there's a multitude of different ways to sin. We'll talk about that more in just a minute. I was talking to someone on uh, Twitter about sinning just yesterday. Really? So, yeah. Y'all committing one or are you trying to tell them not to? So, lawlessness. (laughs) You don't want to get into that, huh? Uh, Anyway, the breaking uh, or sinning is breaking the law, which means sin is lawlessness. Okay, Mm. so let's talk about lawlessness for a minute there. Okay. Before I bring up the definition, how would you define lawlessness as you read it off the side of the computer? (laughs) Someone who is breaking the law. Someone, yeah, boy, that's good definition. I like it. You know, who's who's creating a state of disorder. <laughs> Nothing like reading it off the screen. <laughs> As the people can't tell, I've got one screen here, which is what's up there, and a second screen over here, which means what's the next slide which, coming up. Which is, you know, cheating of me, which is a form of sin, sin. which is just that I broke the law. There you go. Sin. You, you did that purposely for us. You sinned just so we could talk about it. Yeah, <laughs> the state of disorder due to a disregard of the law. Sure. So there's a lot of different laws out there. How do you get to know the law? Read about it. Yes. Sure. Yeah. I mean, yeah. people have being, it written being down. Taught. I mean, you drive yeah. a vehicle, don't you? Sometimes. Sometimes. Yeah. Do you know some laws that go with that? Sure. How did you learn those laws? Well. um, if you want the long, short version. Uh, <laughs> well, I remember like back in the day when uh, you know, you had to prepare for like um, uh, driver's ed. Right. You know, you have to go through all that. Yeah, take well, class. Of course, when we moved up here, they were already doing driver's ed, and I didn't get to participate in that, but I had to take that before I could get my permit. Right. So they said like, oh, well, you can study for the exam, which is like 200-something questions, and then take the driving portion which was like a couple days later, and I had like what two days to study for the exam. Yeah, and you passed it. And yeah, passed it. it was it was an easy exam. Yeah, and there were people who took the whole class who failed. Yeah, there were people <laughs> in that class that, that they were there like uh, the second and third time taking that. Like, you think how, how you don't deserve to be on the road? <laughs> you, you should not be driving. <laughs> they can't pass that test. Uh, well. <laughs> Yeah, you know, there's all kind of ways like that. You know, you took driver's ed, mm-hmm. uh, well, in a sense. Take driver's ed. Well, you went over and they drove you around so they could actually get you on the road. Well, I drove. You around. drove around. Yes. They were in the passenger seat. Right. And I was told that the guy that I was with was like the person who was the the most difficult to deal with when when it comes to taking the, the driver's test. Right. The most critical person and everything. Right. I thought he was pretty chill. We got along pretty good. You know. No strikes against me or anything. Yeah. The other guy that was with me that was the other student driver, I thought we were going to die. Yeah. I had one of those when I took mine many, many years ago. Yeah. You and Noah? Yeah. Yeah. It was trying to hard steer that arc because it didn't have a wheel to turn it. <laughs> you got to steer it by faith. That's it. So, Faith, get up there. Yeah. 
Uh, I, I I took mine when I was 16, and mm-hmm. you know I'm next week I'm going to be 69, uh, so it was a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, the guy I got paired with, and this is one of those things. I was not a grade A student. I was you know on the lower end of the scale. Um, had some study issues when I was young. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, and yet you have three degrees. Yes. <laughs> and uh, but anyway, the guy I got paired with was one of the honor students from school. Actually, he became the uh, valedictorian. Mm. Uh, very intelligent guy. Couldn't drive worth a lick. Who <laughs> got in the back seat and was like, your guy, I think we're not going to make it out of the parking lot. He literally started out, when he went to hit the brakes, for I guess the first time, he literally lifted the foot off the gas and slammed it down. The whole car went, <laughs> and the, the driver teacher was like, uh, maybe you ought to get in the back. <laughs> and, so anyway, we're getting way off subject. We are uh, lawlessness, the yes. state, uh, a state of disorder due to disregard for the law. Mm-hmm. People know what should be done, and they just choose not to do it. Mm-hmm. Okay, and we'll probably talk about that more in just a minute. But you know, it made me think of things that happen in the news, and it's it's pretty much all the time. But in the last two three years. If you remember up in Portland, there was all kind of lawlessness going on. People rioting and burning buildings. I put a few pictures here of from up in that area, copies of the internet, uh, where somebody lit this building on fire. And then there's another building, people's livelihood, their business that had nothing to do with the lawlessness that was going on. Mm-hmm. And these people just went in and torched the place. And then some of them, they ran in and just looted. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and these people know better. But mm-hmm. they do it anyway. And this was taken, like I said, from a few years back. Um, like a couple years back? Yeah, something mm-hmm. like that. Stuff and that was going on back, during, during that time. Back, yeah, back, yeah, got mm-hmm. the head going there. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, but uh, you could take almost any day of the week and watch a news report, and you will see this kind of stuff going on. There was a thing on the news yesterday about a guy that was standing. He was on a sidewalk. I can't remember if he was like waiting for a, a train to come by to get on you, know, like in one of the bigger cities. And this other guy just walks up behind him, takes his arm, just whack, hits the guy, knocks him out, hits the ground. They said the guy had a fracture on his skull and was bleeding in his brain. Last I heard, he's still in the hospital. Um, and there was no reason for it. They hadn't been talking to each other. The guy wasn't doing anything. This guy just attacks him. That's, you know, lawlessness. It's mm-hmm. just, you know, shouldn't be doing these kind of things. So let's move on to the next verse. But you know that he appeared so that he might take away our sin, and in him is no sin. Mm -hmm. Um, Jesus did a very, very mighty work coming into this world and takes away our sin. Mm -hmm. Now, you and I, we've only been awake for a couple hours. It's early in the morning. And uh, you would think... 6 p.m. on Monday? Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Uh, You would think, just getting up, you hadn't done anything wrong yet, but more than likely, you've already sinned somehow. Yes, probably. Probably, yeah. I mean, it's it's one of those things that we have a tendency to do. We, we, even though we've accepted Christ as our Lord and Savior, Mm -hmm. we are still sinners who are saved by the grace of God. Mm -hmm. And so... Uh, we and we're going to again talk about this a little bit further on. We try not to sin because of the grace of God in us, and we know what we shouldn't do. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at the same time, there are things where we just slip and do the wrong thing. Okay, yeah. and we're going to talk about that here more in just a second. But you know, <clears throat> He took away our sin. 
He paid for it. His blood dying on the cross covers our sin. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, and him himself, of course, he had no sin at all. Mm-hmm. He was God, the sinless one. He was the only one that could do that for us. You and I can't pay for our own sin. No matter how much you try, you know, you can't cover your own sin. Well, you know, it's like uh, back before Jesus came, that you would have the uh, uh, people who sacrificed the animal mm-hmm. on the altar. You know, you had to find that spotless lamb. Mm-hmm. So Jesus was the, the spotless, spotless lamb. lamb. Yeah. And the ones that they did in the Old Testament, even though they used spotless lambs and they did those sacrifices over and over and over, God tells us a word that really never covered sin, but it was to make you understand the extent and cost of your sin. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, when Christ died, the ultimate cost was covered because he was God who became man, totally sinless, and took it to the cross for us. Mm-hmm. Um, out of James four seventeen, if anyone then knows the good they ought to do and doesn't do it it is sin to them Mm -hmm. so we know (laughs) a whole lot of good we ought to do um and again how do you know that how do you know the good you ought to do think about that for a moment just let something come out (laughs) how do you know what the good is that you ought to do well um i don't know if what you're specifically looking for but like uh sometimes it's about like uh the verse i can't think of it but you know where it says train up a child in the way they should go and when yeah. they get older they will not depart from it yes so part of it is who raises you and teaches you the, the training differences you get. between uh right and wrong yeah the training you get i mean mm-hmm. i heard somebody the other day talking about this on tv and they were talking about the number of children today that come up with only one parent Mm-hmm. Uh, and a lot of that's not because of somebody died, but because of uh, parents who just disappear or divorce or go their own way or, you know, get somebody pregnant and never do marry them. And then they're gone. And then, then the numbers they were talking about were just really, really high of of kids that are growing up with one parent. And that one parent's trying to work to have a living. And so nobody's training the kid other than other bad people out there. And it was you know kind of a, a big issue of how our society is going today and why you see a lot of things like those pictures we showed of lawlessness because they don't know any better. They just follow some crowd and they think, well, you know, that rich person has this building and they sell stuff. Why well, deserve some of that? So let's just go steal. You know, they had a thing, I think it was in California and I tried to get the clip, but I, I couldn't narrow it down to just a little piece. That it was too long to play the whole thing. But it was, uh, uh, I think it was a 7-Eleven in California that this mob, 20, 30 people just stormed the place and literally ripped it apart, stealing everything they grabbed with their hands, jumped over the counters and grabbed boxes and boxes of stuff and, you know, just total lawlessness and then ran out the door and ran off. Mm-hmm. And I think it was in L.A. that people were, the police were showing the video saying, if you recognize anybody here, let us know, you know, who they are. They want to get those people. So anyone then knows the good they ought to do and does not do it, it is sin to them. So there's a whole lot of good we know we ought to do. For the most part, a parent, whether it's one or both, try to teach their children to be good, you know, Uh, train them to do what's right. Now, there are just some really evil people out there who will do stupid stuff and teach their kids bad things. Mm -hmm. I mean, I've seen little ones on some of these things, you know, using bad words and 
as it's so-called flipping them off with their finger, you know, and little kids, five, six years old, you know, because that's all they've learned from is bad people, you know. Um, but one of the ultimate places that where we get to know good we ought to do would be the Ten Commandments. And, you know, we ought to teach that. We used to, even in schools, teach the commandments. Yeah. They don't even allow them in there anymore <laughs> no. in a lot of places. But just, just listen to a few of these. Thou shall have no other gods before me. Okay? So anytime we put anything else above God, you know, as importance in our life, we're sinning. You know? He ought to be number one totally in our life, day in, day out, time to get up, time to go to sleep. You know, he, he's, he's God. There shouldn't be anything else above him. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's that's kind of prime right there to show us what's good and that we ought to do. Keep God number one. Thou shalt not make unto thee graven images. You know, so you, he's talking about, you know, you don't worship something else other than God. You don't make images and bow down to images. And people make all kinds of images. We go back to, you were talking about Old Testament things earlier. When they came out of Egypt, you know, God says, I'm going to take you to a promised land and all this. And Moses goes up on a mountain while he's going. What do the people do? Make us a God we can worship. And so what do they do? They make a calf and cover it with gold. Mm -hmm. And the people bow down to it. Breaking the very commandment that Moses was bringing down from the mountain to tell them about. Okay? Uh, So, you know, you don't do that. Now, most people will say today, well, I don't have any little golden images. Yeah, but we have images in our mind. Mm-hmm. that we think are more important than anything else, and we make it supreme in our life, and so we're worshiping it rather than God. Mm-hmm. So we know the good we ought to do, and then we don't do it. Take another one. Thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain. Yeah. How many times do you hear that? Yeah, <laughs> a little bugging your ear, huh? <laughs> Anyways, go ahead. Um, anyway, thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain. How many times do you hear that? I mean, there are so many people, even people who I know who claim to be Christians, will take God's name in vain. They'll say Jesus blank something else. I don't you think know. some people even know what that means. So. Yeah, they probably don't, but but it's there. And if some of these people claim to be Christians, they'll at least know something about the Ten Commandments. Mm-hmm. You know, And they're there for us to give us a guideline where we should go, what we should think, what we should do. And what not to do, and taking God's name in vain, you know, and they use God's name with a bad word connected to it to, you know, condemn somebody. It's just, you know, things that we shouldn't do. Uh, remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. And that's not just to say, oh, hey, I remember it's Sunday. <laughs> you know, to remember that is to function on a Sunday worshiping God. Mm-hmm. You know, so we to do that. Honor your father and mother is there. You know, how many times do people forget to honor their father and mother? You know, let's talk about that, Steve. <laughs> uh, how about thou shalt not kill? You kill anybody? Recently? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you think about you know thou shalt not. People say, "Well, I've never killed anybody," but Jesus even talked in the scriptures about if you think inappropriately mm-hmm. wrong about a person, it's like killing them. Mm-hmm. You know, hatred towards them is killing them. Mm-hmm. He brought that up. Thou shalt not commit adultery. Which what you just said about the whole killing, even when you think about it, is practically the same thing. Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. In fact, I copied out here in my notes Matthew five twenty seven. You have heard. That it is said, do not commit adultery. Mm-hmm. But I tell you that anyone who looks at a woman lustfully has already committed adultery in his heart. 
in his or her heart. Uh, so he's saying, whether you're married or not, you think inappropriate thoughts about some woman, you've committed adultery. So, you know, there's another thing. You know the good you ought to do, and if you don't do it, you're sinning. Mm -hmm. So you become lawlessness, okay? Uh, let's go on to the next verse. No one who lives in him keeps on sinning. No one who continues to sin has either seen him or know him, known him. Wow. That's pretty straightforward. If we're, you know, no one who lives in him keeps on sinning. Now, that's, that's a hard balance because we know if we have faith in Christ, we're in him. And yet we also know that even in the Ten Commandments we looked at, sometimes we break those. And if we break those, we're committing lawlessness and we're sinning. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, when you say this, if you're doing it all the time, you know, <laughs> I one time did a Bible study at church. You may have remembered it. Uh, we were going through the Ten Commandments and we took each one of the commandments and we took about four weeks talking about each commandment. Mm -hmm. You know, what the commandment is, what it's saying, then the positive side of what we ought to do, and then the negative side of what we shouldn't do. And and some folks thought, you know, we're going to do the Ten Commandments. They thought we'd go, go through all ten of them in one week. Mm -hmm. And when it took another week and another week, some folks got a little riled, like, oh, we're taking too long on this. But the point is... Uh, you should never look at it as when you're talking about the scriptures, you're taking too long. Yeah, I know. That really ticked me off when they said that. But I was using a book that I found online. It was, you know, uh, the, the entire printed book was online. 400, I think it was 28 pages on nothing but the Ten Commandments and how we know what they are and how we break them. Mm -hmm. uh, which really shows us the, the extent of our sin that is forgiven by Christ. And that was the point. And a lot of them just went right over their head. They missed it. <laughs> uh, but, you know, here if, you know, no one who lives, in, uh, no, try to again, no one who lives in him keeps on sinning. So if we're saying we're in Christ, we've put our faith in him, we are to not be sinning. But even though we do sin, we got to work at not sinning. We've got to realize when we do sin, and then we've got to repent of it, which means to stop doing it and to do the right thing. Repentance is a turning around, going the other way, um, and stop doing it. And again, that's got to be a repeated thing we do over and over daily, each and every day on different things. Mm -hmm. We've got to realize what it is that we know the good we ought to do, and then try to do it. But when we don't do it, then we got to do the repenting, the turning around, and get back to where we are to do. So, you know, it's it's beginning to follow Christ and do the things we ought to do all the time. Uh, which brings us up to another verse here. This is out of Hebrews 10, 26. If we deliberately keep on sinning after we have received the knowledge of the truth, no sacrifice for sin is left. That's a scary thought. If we deliberately keep on sinning. You know, that's where I said that, that difference between that previous verse where it talks about, you know, if you know what's good, you shouldn't do it. But when we deliberately, we, we know this is sin and we do it. And we think, oh, I shouldn't do that. But then we do it. And we say, well, yeah, that's what, but, but we do it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and you deliberately just keep doing it. He says, and we've received the knowledge of truth. We know what is good and what we ought to do, but we deliberately think, I don't care. I'm going to do this anyway. When we do that, no sacrifice for sin is left. 
In other words, what you're saying is what Christ did on the cross just doesn't matter to me. Can you imagine saying that God who died on the cross for your sins and you say, don't make a difference, I'm going to go ahead and sin anyway. Mm -mm. Then he says, basically, that sacrifice isn't any good for you. I, I, that is a scary, when I read those verses, I mean, I just got a chill of somebody that does that, who disregards God so much that they will do what they do no matter what, and even though they know not to do it. It's a scary thing. And God says, you know, you keep doing stuff like that, it's a pretty much a hint that you don't really have Christ. And without Christ, there is no sacrifice for your sin. You're gone. Mm -hmm. I mean, the only expectation you have left is hell. Torment, agony, forever and ever. I brought up something here that I thought is important with that. And uh, one of the things we go by is known as the Westminster Confession of Faith. Mm -hmm. And within that Confession of Faith, it, the group of men met back in the 1600s over in England. And they sat down and began taking the Bible. And what they wanted to say is, you know, Bible's, you know, one back here, big, thick book. You know, what does the Bible teach? Well, you've got, well, here we go, Genesis through Revelation. It's all right there. Yeah, but <laughs> how do we narrow that down to something we can handle a little bit more? So they went through the scriptures and said, what do the scriptures teach? And they came up with, you know, well, what is the scriptures? First of all, that's the first chapter in there. It starts talking about the Bible and, you know, what we have and how we know it's the scriptures and so forth. And then it goes through a whole lot of different different categories all the way down to say this is what the Bible teaches and it's been concisely written down to an extent so we can deal with it a little bit easier. Okay, mm -hmm. One of the chapters is on lawful, lawful oaths and vows. That's easy for me to say. Mm -hmm. Get that tongue in the right position there. People have to take oaths for different things. I mean, what, what can you think of that people take an oath about? Um, if you're being, uh, sworn into an office. Yeah. I mean, you think of all those folks up there in Washington, D.C., who swore an oath of office, mm -hmm. you know? What or, did, well, okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I was going to use another example, like say if you got married, you know, yeah. you talk about vows. Yeah. You know, you... you marriage you, vows. Marriage vows. Uh, you know, we got local police here to be, they're sworn in. They got to put their hand on a Bible. You know, I do solemnly swear, you know, that what I'm going to do here, uh, that I'm going to uphold the Constitution of we're in North Carolina. They would say North Carolina. Uh, mm -hmm. I, I worked for the sheriff's department one time just as a transport officer. Mm -hmm. I didn't get to carry a gun, but I did get to carry handcuffs. And we would pick up people for them that had to be transported somewhere. And that went anywhere from somebody that was going nuts crazy to where we had to take them to counselors or to a mental hospital. Uh, to sometimes going to another jail and transporting a person from one jail to another jail. Or even taking an inmate who had gotten sick somehow and had to go to a doctor. We would transport them, okay? Still, I had to go to the courthouse and go to the magistrate's office. We had to put our hand on the Bible, raise our hand, and they swore us in on an oath. You're going to still uphold that Constitution. you know. And you're saying when you do that, I'm going to follow those rules. Mm -hmm. I'm going to stick to them. And so when we talk about you know, sin and knowing what we ought to do and following it, according to what we just read there in, in uh, 1 John, well, you got to know what that rules are, and you also got to know that I've sworn an oath to uphold that. What does an oath mean? Mm -hmm. Okay? 
And there's other ones. I mean, there's all kinds of different things people will swear to. You know, we, we just mentioned police, talked about marriage, talked about people that are taking office somewhere. And I think some of those people in Washington don't pay a bit of attention to it and just do it, you know, uh, just because that's what they got to do. They don't think about that, you know, I'm, I'm swearing before God that I'm going to uphold the Constitution of the United States. And then they kind of don't even know what the Constitution says. Mm-hmm. They ought to know something about it, okay? Now, this is, like I said, from back in the 1600s, so it's got some of the these and thous and stuff like that. I'm going to try to take those out as I try to read this. Um, a lawful oath is a part of religious worship wherein, upon just occasion, the person swears solemnly, calls on God to be witness what he asserts or promises, and to judge him according to the truth or falsehood of what he swears. So basically, the first thing is, you're calling on God to be witness that I'm going to do what I'm saying I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. You know, God testify, I'm going to do this. Okay. Secondly, the name of God only is that by which men ought to swear, wherein it is to be used with all holy fear and reverence. Okay. You're not supposed to swear by anything else. I mean, how many times have... <coughs> I can remember on TV, we like to watch a lot of the old westerns, you know, and somebody would do something, I swear on my mother's grave. Well, that's an illegal swearing. You know, he really meant something by it because he loved his mama, you know, but that's not a legal something to swear upon. God, the only supreme authority anywhere, is the one to swear to upon. God. Mm-hmm. Uh, therefore, to swear vainly or rashly by this gracious and dreadful name, in other words, God's you know, big and gracious, but you know, he can zap you and you're going in a flash. Uh, or to swear at all by any other thing is sinful and to be abhorred. Yet, as in matters of weight and uh, moment, an oath is warranted by the word of God under the New Testament as well as the Old so lawful oath being imposed by lawful authorities in such matters ought to be taken. So in other words, an oath is a good thing, but it's also a very solemn and serious thing not to be taken lightly. Okay? And thirdly, this is the last one, whosoever taketh an oath ought to duly to consider the weightiness of such solemn an act and therein to, I can't pronounce that word, I'm always trouble with vault, it's something like that, nothing but what he fully persuaded in the truth. Neither may any man bind himself by oath to anything but what is good and just. In other words, you don't make an oath and bind yourself to something that's evil. Now, there are people that do that. <laughs> you think about some of those folks in other places decide they want to take over the world mm-hmm. and they don't like your religion, so they take an oath to an evil thing. You don't, you know, God says that's not right. Um, and what he believes to be and work, what he is able to resolve and perform. In other words, you've got to be able to do the oath you're swearing to. Yet it is sin to refuse an oath touching anything that is good and just, being promised by lawful authority. So in other words, when a police officer here in town takes an oath to be a servant of their community and to uh, protect and serve, which is their motto for all the police department, mm-hmm. he's doing a good thing 
and he's doing a thing that he believes is right, and he's swearing before God to be his witness, I'm going to perform my duty to the best of my ability to be a servant of God in this position. And that's a, a mighty powerful thing to think about when you think about lawlessness that goes on in our world today. It, it, it's a sad, sad thing to go back and think of the amount of lawlessness because of sin. But we as believers need to reframe from that and turn ourselves towards what God says. Think about an oath we've sworn and then uphold that oath. God doesn't want us to take these things lightly. This is a serious thing to do. Like I said, I took an oath when I uh, did that thing with the sheriff's department to do be a transport officer. Your mother one time was on the... Um, uh, what was that, the, the uh, town where they did the, um, it just went out of my mind. I had it right there on the tip of my tongue. <laughs> um, you remember the board she was on in town to where they wrote the policies about what you can do and can't do businesses? Zoning board? Zoning board. That was the word I was looking for. It just went okay. right out of my mind. It was there and it disappeared. That whole zoning board had to swear a same oath. Mm -hmm. You know, just like you do with the police board. Uphold the Constitution of North Carolina and you know, the United States and all that. Swore a thing into that, you know. Mm -hmm. When your mother and I got married, we swore an oath as part of a religious worship service before God and the witnesses, the people who were there in the pews during our wedding ceremonies, that we would love, honor, and cherish, and obey each other, you know, till death do us part. Mm -hmm. You know, we've got, you know, a long time we've been doing that now, 45 years. Uh, and, and yet people today are just like, I don't care for you anymore. Let's just separate, you know. You, uh, the oath, the lawlessness. People just decide, I'm not going to bother obeying God, it doesn't matter. And God says, if we deliberately keep on going that way, no sacrifice left for us. That's serious. And we need to concentrate on that, think on that, do what God tells us to do, not what the world says, go do. And so, that's it, folks. Okay. Serious thing there. Let's go to our prayer. Let's do that. Father, wow. Folks today sometimes don't take you seriously. They don't think about what your word says about lawlessness and about sinning. And Father, we've swore an oath, whether we raised our hand and put it on a Bible, that you would be our God and we would be your people. We've sworn that we trust in Jesus alone as our Savior and Lord. He died on the cross for our sin. He died on the cross for my sin. And I swear to follow you and believe you and to try to do what's good. And I know I slip a lot, but I try not to deliberately keep on sinning. And so, Father, we pray that you would give us the grace to be obedient to you as much as we possibly can in this sinful nature that we have, but a nature that has been changed and transformed and renewed in Jesus Christ. So, Father, give us the grace to follow you, be obedient to your word, and not act like the rest of the world. We're different. We're yours. We've been called. We thank you for your grace. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right, everybody, we'll be right back after this brief message.
and we're back. All right. That was a, a good message. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Yeah. I mean, it's one that's tough, and yet we need to hear it. Mm-hmm. And God's Word is one of those things that uh, He brings to our mind, and He uses His Word to transform us and make us new. Mm-hmm. And we got to be keeping the renewing, or <laughs> newness, uh, because we are sinful by nature, uh, changed by God, and we got to realize that and get ourselves lined up with Him. Mm-hmm. It's hard. It's a continued work, day in, day out. To, to be obedient to God. Mm-hmm. You know, and I know I, I, I'm a pastor and everybody thinks, oh, no, pastors, they're those righteous people that they always do good. Baloney. We sin just like everybody else. <laughs> and it's a battle in our minds that go on daily mm-hmm. to uh, follow Christ. And uh, sometimes our sinfulness wins, but then we hopefully as a Christian realize it and we repent and turn. So. Right. Well, on a lighter note... <laughs> What happened during that commercial? Well, um, I went back to that store. You did? Yeah. And I was uh, walking around and I uh, came across this one woman. <clears throat> and we were in like the, the you know, well, you know, it's a grocery store. So, you know, produce and stuff. Uh-huh. And uh, and so we were, we were talking and stuff. And she said that she used to be um, a vegan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she said the one thing about being a vegan, you know, is one big missed steak. Oh no! <laughs> you miss that steak. Yeah. To be vegan, mm-hmm. I'm glad I'm not vegan. <laughs> I like my steaks. Don't not that we get them that often. We get our steaks in the form of little beef hot dogs, <laughs> as some people call them, tube steaks. Yeah. <laughs> that's, All right. That's the extent of our steaks, or that cheap ground beef we buy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So what do you got there? What do we got there? You know where to find all of our great stuff, like mm-hmm. Saint Life Entertainment merch. Just go on to follow that link right there, or it might be where else? The description down below. below. There you go. Okay, sometimes I have no clue where you're going with these things. <laughs> uh, anyway, you can find some fantastic merch, like the Woodchuck shirt. You too could wear one of these. Sure. Um, if you want to, you might want to put tape over the name at the bottom. <laughs> Yeah. Maybe we got to put the woodchuck on there without the name. Uh, we could do that. Yeah. And uh, then somebody else could wear the woodchuck name as well. Sure. Uh, or they could have one that says Saint Life Entertainment, like your hat and your shirt. Uh-huh. Or they could get the uh, logo for the show right here, the crown and spear. spear. Yeah. All those wonderful things there, and so so much more. Oh, there's a lot more. Lots more. And you've shown a bunch of those pictures and stuff. You yeah. Know. You probably just saw some just a minute ago. Yeah. Yeah. And then there is the real the Stephen TV. And don't forget the new channel, which is just Stephen TV Light. Light. Yes. Very brief things. First time I watched one, I was like, what? <laughs> well, it's kind of purpose. I you and asked you about it. Everything's <laughs> supposed to be really short that? on there. It so. was. Definitely short. And then don't forget the woodchuck and go to Creator Crafts on Facebook mm-hmm. and see all those cool things we make, like the spider, which has not made it to the page yet, because... I uh, did not have him finished. I actually did the sanding around his edges this morning. Uh-huh. Um, and we're still not sure about the hourglass thing. We want something else on it besides the eyes. And I saw Black Widows had the hourglass, but it's really on their back. 
And when I put it on the front, your mother said it looked like it was its mouth. <laughs> so we got to work on the spider some more. <laughs> and it's hard to see his legs there, but they, they from uh -huh. now, this angle, I can you, see it on the red there. It, yeah. yeah, it's got eight legs sticking out. Nice. Sure. That or it stuck his finger in the light socket and it's his frizzy hair. That's it. But, uh, and uh, you know, that one's okay for wood. I don't like spiders otherwise. Oh, uh, okay. I was laying down in bed the other day, and I woke up, and I looked up, and there's this little spider going, and I'm like, smack! <laughs> don't like spiders. Anyway, uh, so much for all that. We're back to the logo. Okay, <laughs> yeah. Mm. Yeah, all right, so like Dad said earlier, we got a lot of different things in the description down below. Check all those out. You might find something you like. Uh, and like I've said before, I am affiliated with the carnivore, yes. Chris. And uh, we need to get a picture of that up here. Yeah, it'll probably pop up like right, right here. here. <laughs> um, uh, and it's a great source of protein. They're very delicious, crunchy, and all that kind of good stuff. And uh, yeah, use so, your code of yeah. You can use my code to get ten percent off, and it is Stephen TV as one word, all, all caps. caps. Uh, yeah, like I said, get 10% off your uh, purchase. Yeah. So, cool. Cool. Yeah. And uh, with that said, we're going to close it all out. I hope everybody enjoyed. We like y'all. Some of y'all. Um, <laughs> and so Some for, of them? For all of us at <laughs> The Crown and Spear, I'm your host, Stephen Litchfield. This is my co-host. Gary Litchfield. And we'll catch y'all next time. Have a good week, everybody.